Greetings, rare ones. My name is Joanne, and I started the Rare Birds podcast because I wanted to hear from people like myself who come from emerging markets or the developing world, as we're called, who are entrepreneurial, resourceful, passionate, and energized to take their vision from idea to startup. Each week, you will hear me interview founders and teams from across emerging markets who are in the early stages of building their businesses. From time to time, you will also hear me speak with established ecosystem builders, mentors, investors, and business professionals who share knowledge based on their years of experience. This podcast is for anyone who is interested in hearing from the next wave of change makers across emerging markets, building in various industries from agro to tech to health, beauty, and all in between. This podcast is also for those who have ideas, but they're not entirely sure how to make them a reality. They're looking for inspiration and encouragement. We call ourselves Rare Ones. And if this sounds like you, then welcome to the family. Sit back, relax, and listen in to our always so good conversation. Bye for now. Greetings, Rare Ones, and welcome to the Rare Birds podcast. And I am your host, Joanne, and we are back today with another episode. And today I am joined by my friend, Anamika, who is based in India. And she is going to have a conversation with us today about a business she's very, very familiar with, which is the tea business. So Anamika, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. Yes. So where are you? Tell us where you are right now. I mean, I know where you are already, but tell the audience where you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, at the moment, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm back home and I'm, I'm very lucky I'm back home. So uh, this is in a state called Himachal Pradesh in India. And okay. it's towards the northern part of India. And there's a small little town called Dharamshala. And Dharamshala, just to give an idea, Dharamshala is where uh, His Holiness Dalai Lama stays. So yeah, in that small little town, that's where we have the tea estate and that's where I am. Wonderful. Okay. So like I told you before, you are the first person that I'm having on the podcast that is in the tea business. So I'm so fascinated <laughs> by what I'm going to learn <laughs> today. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> so before we start to speak about tea, tell us just a little bit about you and, and your background, please. Okay, so, uh, well, <laughs> it's been uh, close to now 31 years I've been working with tea. Mm. And uh, I, I was born, I, I, I was born, brought up, and I, my school and everything was in Darjeeling. Mm. Uh, and we were there for close to 35 years. And, mm. um, and then we moved to Dharamshala, and we have the estate now here. And here we've been around for close to 18 years. Okay. And so my entire life has gone just, uh, you know, understanding tea and spreading the good word of tea. And, and well, it's all, um, you know, I kind of picked it up and I learned a lot from my father. And uh, so he's the one who takes care of the estate and handles it. And uh, well, my brother and me, we are we're kind of his uh, pillars. We kind of support the business. Right. Uh, and uh, that's how it's been. So it's been tea and tea alone and, uh, you know. 
yeah. being back in the mountains i think one of the things is that uh, you know you'll just learn to appreciate your work as well as nature a lot more <laughs> so that those are the two things that i'm really fond of yeah so the tea business began with your father or was it with a a, a grandparent or where did it all start uh, with my, with my with my father actually so okay. before he got married actually <laughs> yeah uh, way okay. back in 68 yes in 1968 and that's when he started uh, you know he started as a tea estate uh, manager and assistant manager actually okay. and then he worked his way up and uh, worked really hard and you know was in the tea estate in the factory and then slowly he became a manager and then he was at the you know when we were leaving darjeeling just before that he was advising close to around 22 different tea estates across that area Mm-hmm. so um and that's when i also kind of joined him and i said okay uh this is something that i would like to learn and i, I never took it as a wanting to make it as a business but i was right. just very uh, very interested in the way tea was uh, made and you know how everybody loves it and yeah. um, you know how it is with uh, tea in india tea being the beverage of the nation and mm. loving it a lot so i just wanted to learn a little bit more and also really fascinated with the idea that around that time i think there were just two more women who were working with tea so yeah um, okay that's how so it's you, been so your dad started just working being an employee himself and he worked yes. his way up in a company and then what did he do did he just buy his own tea plantation and start his own uh, yeah so it's uh, now 18 it's been 18 years since we've had our tea plantation so we produce and we manufacture and we export our tea Mm-hmm. um and but prior to that yes he worked for an organization he worked for a company he, he you know he's he's been really amazing as far as manufacturing tea is concerned so people really wanted him around to you know understand the finer points of making tea and also more on the fact that if there is something that goes wrong how do you rectify it mm-hmm. uh you know so things like that uh, which was you know the tasting of the tea and manufacturing of it production uh, the quality of soil and all of that that is involved that's yeah. something that he you know worked with for a very very long period and now yes uh, we have our estate yes okay so so you know the yeah, agricultural so, side of tea you know yeah. the business side of tea <laughs> and you know the cultural side of tea right right yes yes nice. yes that's how now that you when you say it uh, you know i realize it otherwise it's always you know such a one is doing things in such a flow you don't yes. realize that it's uh, but yes there've been uh, three aspects that have been uh, that have been close to my heart and i think that's really helped in also uh, create a business and also bring about uh, a certain understanding of tea Mm. which has helped me uh, not only as far as the business is concerned but also when one is talking about tea to people who want to know more so it really helps yeah so that's what we want to know tell us about tea what do we need to know about okay the agricultural side of tea you what is it like to own a tea plantation <laughs> it's a lot of hard work that's for sure i can imagine <laughs> i can imagine yeah uh well uh, you know the thing is that when you when you uh, so that in india we have various kinds of 
tea that has that is made mm-hmm. uh we being up in the northern part of india are the 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 tea bushes are similar to what we have in darjeeling uh and we produce a similar kind of tea also so we do the you know the first flush or the orthodox so we do the the you know the roasted green tea we do a lot of hand rolled tea we also mm-hmm. do the silver needle and uh, uh you know certain kind of oolong tea as well that is being made towards where we are mm-hmm. uh but uh, the agricultural bit is i think extremely important also not only from the fact that when you are a tea producer because well Uh, if you don't have a good quality tea that is being produced or that is being uh, grown or harvested uh, of course the end result will never be good enough it'll right. always be very very average so you know the weather <clears throat> uh, sorry the weather then even if you talk about the soil the tea bushes uh, you know uh, the kind of um, basically the biodynamics of the entire area that is what makes a certain kind of tea more palatable or uh, also it makes it more likable and also depending on you being a tea manufacturer the kind of tea you want to make when you mm-hmm. have a certain kind of raw leaf in front of you mm-hmm. so those are the things that uh, you know you really have to plan way ahead it's not at the spur of the moment it's not uh, where where you just think that you know this is what i feel like making it's not like that you it's uh, there is a certain thought process involved there's a certain market study that's involved uh, you know also when you developed a certain clientele across uh, the globe for so many years then what is it that they want so all of that kind of plays a certain role and very very important role and it all begins uh, with how you grow the tea yeah i was going to ask like have you studied the tea plants itself uh yes in fact i think i've been uh, that's one of the things initially when i remember when i started uh, you know working with my dad this was 1990 ages ago mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's the time where i remember uh, one of the things that i was told that i must learn was uh, you know how to produce the tea and not only manufacture which is in the factory but also how it's grown and you know the, talking about the nursery and the sapling and the seeds and the quality of tea and the leaves and uh, you know the pruning and the upkeep of the entire plant so yes. those were the things that i really had to pay attention to which at that time i was very very young mm. i wasn't too fond of it but i think it really paid off because if you know the basic of what you are working with uh if you know what exactly it's made of and you know what is the what are the constituents that make that particular ingredient or that particular beverage then i think it makes it much easier to work with uh, that particular plant uh, mm. because you know what it is all about you know how it's grown you know what the weather is how weather and soil and yes, you know the yes. terroir and everything makes a difference Absolutely. to a plant yeah so uh, when you know all of that then you also know the quality of tea so when you yeah. know the quality of tea then you also know what kind of blends to make or what kind of like i i work uh, very closely with flowers and herbs and spices that i blend into tea mm. and then we have a small little brand called anandini himalaya tea so knowing the basics has really helped me to kind of structure uh, the the newer company so to speak right and then cuz when it comes to teas i imagine you you select the plantation in the place where the temperature is favorable right so do you what right, kind do right. you need humid weather warm cool what kind of weather do you need to so you know, you, the type one of things you don't yeah you do require uh, you do require it to be a little humid 
but it shouldn't be uh, we get a lot of rainfall so there is a uh, there is a you know phase in between the year like say around june july august where we get tremendous amount of rainfall so that's something that is not too favorable but that's unavoidable that's how the weather is and that's what the uh, you know that's how the geographics of the area is uh, but otherwise besides that the kind of you know altitude the kind of elevation the kind of soil that we have in this particular area is indeed very favorable to the kind of tea that is grown which is a, you know a clone of the china bush or the china clone so mm. that is something yeah that's something very favorable so you do need require it to be cold but you don't want frost uh you do right. want a little bit rain but you don't want it to pour so there are things that you know you at a certain you have to kind of keep a certain control to whatever extent you can when you do the manufacturing what is natural you can't avoid what is there is mm. there you can't do much about it but when you manufacture the tea how you manufacture with what the kind of leaf that comes in from the tea estate is what also makes the difference yeah and you said the china clone i i must say that china and india are the largest tea drinking nations aren't they in india and where i am in right. china we are in the largest tea drinking countries because you mentioned the china <laughs> clone <laughs> yes the chinese uh, the chinese the china bush and the chinese clone exactly mm. i mean i think both the countries are very very fond of tea mhm i mean because in india tea yeah. is chai and in china yes. in china it's cha cha yes exactly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but you know the the interesting bit is that there are a lot of people in india i mean there is a slight shift there is a tilt towards people appreciating in india people appreciating tea without sugar without milk mm -hmm. and that's how it's always been in the tea estates that's how we grew up that's what our, our parents had uh, tea without sugar without milk uh, but there's a large population that thrives on tea with sugar and with milk and which is what you're saying as called chai Mm. So um yes in the western world actually, what they call chai or in the western yes, world yes 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 mm. or as they call it the chai tea or things like that yes yeah it's you remember so, we spoke about this how corrupted the the western world has I know. been this what you call tea chai and turned it into this whole product <laughs> yes exactly exactly oh. and also the, and then the one that you get that's ready made I don't mm. understand that at all the way you just you know you know open the pouch and then just add a hot water and just mm -hmm. kind of uh, just creates this chai yeah in it. it's instant so tea i mean here in yes, china yes. you can you get you actually buy the the leaves or the flowers or whatever and you can you know you can actually soak it there's this whole you know it, there's a whole tea culture in china yes. so you can have right, your tea right. and it's, it's such a big deal here I, I i don't think i've ever seen a chinese person with a tea bag that's just not a thing <laughs> yes you have I the... know. I'm... <laughs> thankfully thankfully yes i mean so it's, in the shops. Something... it's in the shop it's in the shop but you don't see chinese right. people using it you know chinese people always have their bags with their herbs and flowers and they put in the, and they drink flowers, it cold yes. and they drink it hot yeah hard right yeah i think uh, there's a, there's a shift that's happening with the newer generation in india as well where people have started realizing that you know there's certain health benefits there's certain taste that's involved the minute you add the other thing which is like a sugar or milk it completely coats your palate and you don't get the taste of tea you will get everything else but the taste of tea so there is a change there is a shift and i'm so glad because you know that's what we promote as well and what that's what we like to we do a lot of workshops and um, we do a lot of events where we do a lot of pairing with food and cheese and chocolate and you know it just gives a different uh 
it kind of just makes people understand a different side of tea. They, they think that tea is just tea itself, you know, it's just uh, a chai or it's just uh, probably with mint or with things. They fail mm. to understand that it's, uh, it's a very varied um, ingredient. I mean, you can make a hot or a cold or you can even use it as a cocktail, but you can also even infuse it with uh, in food or pair it with food or have it just yeah. by itself. I mean, which is the best way of having it. But uh, so that's something that we are like really working towards uh, making people understand. Yeah. And the well, thing is, there is mm. a change. Yes. No, I was going to say that's a good segue into the culture of tea because everything you just said, I mean, people think of wine, you know, pairing wine yes. with food. But if you don't come from a culture of tea, you don't understand that there's also this pairing of tea with food and, and tea ceremonies and all of that stuff. Exactly. So can you tell us yeah. a little bit about the culture of tea uh, just in India? In uh, so in India, primarily, you know, one of the things that India, why, how we associate tea, be it chai or be it, you know, tea without sugar, without milk, is it's, it's one thing to have tea with everybody. So it's like you create a group and mm. everybody sits around tea. So it could be with friends, it could mm. be colleagues, it could be, you know, a family. So it's like this epicenter where everything revolves around it. Right, right. So uh, it, it has a very beautiful significance. It's about bringing everybody emotions, uh, you know, thoughts, ideas, coming it, bringing it all together. Mm. And then, uh, you know, uh, sharing that beverage. Uh, of course, you have uh, people who love their teachers by themselves, which is great. I do it as well mm -hmm. once in a while. But yeah. otherwise, um, you know, there, there's a concept called Adda, which basically mm -hmm. means like, a, like, a, like an area where everybody gets together. Mm -hmm. And uh, it could be in the corner of a street. It could be in the, you know, it could be in a colony. It could be something where everybody just comes together, uh, mm. like-minded people or, you know, in the evening where you're just strolling and you want to have a cup of chai. So everybody will come sit down there and share, uh, you know, where you have the entire newspaper, but mm. people will take one sheet and read theirs and then the other one will have the other sheet of the newspaper and then they will talk about politics and they'll talk about life right. and they'll talk about everything under the sun. So it has a very beautiful, uh, you know, meaning as such to us Indians. Right. Kind yeah, of like just how, everybody together. like the Italians have their coffee, which is very cultural for them when they yes. drink coffee. Yes. Drink. I guess it's the same way in India, but with tea. Right. Absolutely. It's, uh, and, and it's given, and you can never say that my tea, when you talk about tea uh, with sugar and milk, I'm talking about chai. Uh, it's very difficult to say which chai is better than the other because everybody has their own specific way of making their chai. Mm. So to teach somebody to make chai is a difficult one because mm. they've been taught by their mother or they've kind of developed their own recipe and they've kind of handed it down. Probably the grandmothers taught them or they've had, you know, very fond memories of childhood where everybody used to sit together and have tea. So there's that particular fondness. There's a particular memory attached to that beverage. Right. Um, so yeah, which I think uh, goes to any beverage of, uh, you know, of household or of a country or even of a city where people kind of uh, have very fond memories uh, attached to it. So it could be coffee or it could be even tea. I mean, um, I, I remember when we were kids and all of us, dad would manufacture the tea in the morning and, you know, he'd come home for lunch and then yeah. he'd go back again. 
for you know oh. the tasting of the tea in the factory and then yeah. in the evening when he'd come back he'd come back with a small little black little box that had uh, you know um it had this whitish cover and he'd open it and that would be exactly a small sample of the tea that he'd made during the day okay and we'd all sit together and we'd have tea together so oh. such fond memories of uh, you know mom my my dad my brother me and then we had a dog and all of us sitting in the lawn and sitting and having tea which would be in a tray and a tea cozy and all of that so very very fond memories and i think that's kind of trickled down and it stays with you so um, yeah i was yeah. going to say it carries the memories the tea drinking because when yes. you get older you remember all those memories of, of you drinking with your parents or your grandparents or your extended family or your friends or whomever exactly that's really yeah, really true. beautiful is is tea right. is the tea culture something that you um have are teaching as a part of your your business do you teach people the culture of tea how to drink tea how to pair tea with food and things like that yes yes we do we it's a very very important part of our philosophy so to speak because of the fact that if you don't know what you're sipping and you don't know how to sip it and you don't know how to make it mm. you know you could buy the most expensive tea or you could buy something that that you know the minute you smell it it really appeals to you you love it but you, if you don't know how to make it and you don't know the relevance of water you don't know what is the kind of tea kettle or the teapot that you should use or what is the temperature of water that you know that is required then it's no use even buying that tea or spending that kind of money or uh you know um because you don't know how to make it so that's uh we just we that's the first thing that we do that the minute you think that you would like to buy that tea we that's the first thing that we do is we tell them that you know this is the kind of tea this is where it comes from this is what the flowers are the benefits and then what are the basic ways in which you can you know just make that cup of tea and what is the relevance if you were to do it in the way that you're being told how would it taste and if you were not going to do it the way it was told then you know what is how it would just completely ruin it so uh is just a part of our um, you know we just that's just a part of us we do it and i think it's a very important part because also the fact that uh you know indirectly it's a great way for people also to understand the kind of tea that we are making because mm. they buy it because it smells good they they sip it because it tastes good but they don't know where it's coming from they don't know the relevance of the estate they don't know the the hard work that's gone in you know half of the charm of creating that tea is gone really yeah yeah mm. so that's just uh, such a part of uh what we do yes so and then you, of course pairing as well yeah so Sorry. you help you help to uh regenerate that that whole appreciation for tea drinking as a part of your business as well yes yes okay. we uh that's one, that's a that's a very uh, you know important part that we do uh we also do small events we do workshops we do tea tasting workshops we do tea appreciation workshops we do tea and food pairing we we work very closely with the food and beverage industry and the wellness mm. industry so mm. we've uh, we've we often tie up with them we have collaborations where you know we pair our tea with the kind of food that this uh, be it italian be it mexican we've even done french we've done really good indian food as well the mughlai food so then you know when people have it they they get a little skeptical when you when you tell them that this this is what you have in mind but the yeah. minute they sip it and the minute they the entire mind open up opens up and they're like wow we didn't think that tea could be had in such a way so you know that that surprise that one sees on uh, on their face is something that you look forward to because it just uh, you know it's just mm. one more person whose mind has changed towards the beverage 
Right, right, right. Interesting. Yes. This is so interesting. <laughs> now to the business side of tea. You know, I right. is it very I imagine it being very difficult to run a tea business. Is it? Oh, well, if you're in India, it is. (laughs) It is if you're in India because of the fact that, you know, tea tea in India is considered to be chai. I mean, chai is what everybody drinks. And here you're talking about, uh, we're a small boutique company. Mm. Uh, We've been working uh, together with my dad and me. I mean, if you see, it's been 80 years that we've been working together as far as tea is concerned. But... The fact is that when you talk about tea, uh, we talk about the tea without sugar, without milk. We give, we're talking about tea that comes from the estate. We're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, a certain region of India that is producing tea. And right. that's not only for us. It's even the tea that is grown towards the northern eastern part of India, which is besides Assam and Darjeeling. That's what people know, but there's so much more that is there. So, uh, you know, it just gets a little more difficult because you're trying to change somebody's uh, approach towards the one beverage they've been so used to having mm. you know? mm. so it's a habit so it's a it's a very slow process yes uh, it's very very challenging but it's very very um it's very very fulfilling right it kind right. of just uh, you know it's every time somebody says oh my god i didn't know tea could taste like that i just give myself a big pat on the back and i said namaga you're doing a good job because uh-huh. <laughs> but you know because it's just that yeah it's one person at a time yeah you know why i said tea i i believe tea is um a difficult business just just in my mind right i figure yeah. it's labor intensive first of all it is and yes. then in addition to that there's I'm assuming, because I know like, I, I can only think in my very basic mind, you know, back home growing up, we always grew our little teas in our garden. You go outside, you pick some leaves or whatever, you boil it. Right, but I mean, right. but this is massive, you know, on massive yes. scale of tea. So you have to dry right. it out. And then there's the whole process of, I guess, you know, testing whether it's good or it's bad, because maybe some crops yes, feel yes. good. And then there's the packaging part of it that you have to do as well because I feel as though product packaging for teas are very important because you know even here in China I shop on this website uh, and they sell a lot of what they call you know organic teas and there's so many flavors there are so many flavors right and the packaging is so fancy you know some come in bottles and and then you have to dry (laughs) tea some i saw tea once that it it was almost shaped like in a wine bottle and i thought this is what teas have become i had no idea you know so (laughs) there's just so much to it and then in your case you export right so there's all there's there's all that supply chain stuff so i guess all of that combined i just thought it is it is uh, difficult no. Yes, uh, it is. It is. Uh, it's. Uh, you're so right about it being labor intensive. You're mm. so right about it. It being. It's basically an industry that you're running, right? Yeah. So, uh, when, From end when, to when, end, when it's beginning in, to end. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to be very, very particular because uh, not only is it all about tea, but it's also, uh, you know, it's also the kind of tea that you're making and the kind of name that you've kind of created in the market mm. uh, which is uh, which you kind of value with all your heart and soul right. so the fact is that you are very particular about everything that you do which means the production uh, you know looking after the labor 
you know, the, the, the entire process of uh, research and development, the entire yeah. process of manufacturing, then when you're tasting it, when you're blending it, when you're packaging it and how you're storing it. Because mm. if you're making large quantities and you don't know how to store it, then well, you know, uh, the tea is going to, um, well, it's not going to give you what, it, what the customer wants. You're not going to be able to give that. So the entire process itself is uh, something that requires a lot of thought, a lot of science, a lot of, is a lot of uh, technology based as well. Because, mm. and the fact that you are doing everything that's hand plucked and some of them are sun dried. So okay. the whole mix of things that are happening, there's a, and it's day to day, end to end, you're carrying on for the entire year. There's a whole cycle that's carrying on. Yeah. So there is a certain, uh, you know, that a certain ownership that you have that you feel that this has to be right uh, mm. before it reaches the customer. And right, then right. once the customer reaches, then you, of course, you have, you know, you go in and you do your after sales and right, figure right. out what is there and how it goes and, you know, whether the person has enjoyed it or not. And here we're talking about individuals. When we do exports, then it's the larger companies that we're talking about, be it TWG or Mariage or, you know, Paladete, all these larger companies that we work with. with Your teas are both, lo they're both consumed locally and you also export, right? Right, right. Okay. So okay. we have, we have uh, from the estate, we primarily export, uh, which is Manji Valley Tea Estate, we primarily export. But with Anandani Himalati, which is a sub-brand, we created the brand more for the local market, for the Indian market, because we wanted... India to have the tea that one actually exports. We wanted to create blends with flowers and herbs with the same tea and serve it to the people of India. So right. with that as well, we've been lucky that, uh, you know, there've been restaurants and hotels that we've been working with who have their chains out of the country and they've taken our tea as well. So it's local as well as export. Yes, both, uh, both of the, you know, and which, which market is most difficult to, I guess, to sell to or to please? <laughs> is it your own Indian market or is it the market it abroad? <laughs> it is the Indian market. It of is course. the Indian market. Of course. Yes. Uh, you know, out of the country, uh, it's uh, people appreciate lineage. People appreciate heritage. People appreciate family owned. Uh, you know, they understand the relevance of it being boutique and small and, you know, where everything is produced in small quantities and sold. There is no, uh, you know, you don't have a middleman. You don't have somebody who's buying it off and selling it elsewhere. And mm. you're doing, you know exactly what you're doing because it's your estate. You know, the kind of tea that you're making, you know, the weather, you know, the soil, you know, how you're manufacturing, you know, all mm. the labor rules, you know, everything. Mm. But when it comes into India, I think... Um, I don't understand why it's a little bit more difficult than, uh, you know, uh, when it comes down to an international market, they appreciate us far more. <laughs> yeah. I, well, like you said, yeah. it's always going to be more difficult to cater to your own people because not, you, you know, nothing, nothing really impresses them. You know, they know tea, tea is, tea is what they grew up yeah. with. It's harder to, right. to impress, I guess, your own people. <laughs> in some respect right you said it you said it you're right <laughs> absolutely i think that's one of the things that could probably be the reason and uh, also the fact is that i think uh, you know it's like well you it's if it's already it's always been there as a part of their life so how different yes, could this be exactly. it's only that's one of the reasons yeah so that's one of the reasons why you know for us it becomes so important that we have to make people taste till the right. time you don't taste you will never know I mean, uh, even when, you know, when we send out samples, people say, can you send us samples? We say, we'd love to give you samples, but if you don't know how to infuse, you're going to say you made terrible tea. 
<laughs> so mm. so that's the reason why you know they when when we interact with hotels or restaurants or we work very closely with a lot of chefs as well uh, we ah, love it when okay. they kind of yeah so we love it when they create something with our tea or they pair it but the first time we meet uh, you know it's so important that if i'm there uh, you know and i can talk about the tea and i can you know make them understand what it is and how one can infuse it uh, they actually get the relevance and the entire you know they get the the taste of the tea yeah um, absolutely yeah because you know if you for example exporting tea to germany you know this right. this is a talking point for maybe a german family you know we've got this lovely tea from india and friends come over right. and you try the tea and it's a big deal right. and you know whereas back yes. home in india it's not that you know come on <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. But, I'm, but I'm glad it's changing a little. It uh, is. So yeah, that's, yeah, it is. It is changing a little. There are people who have, you know, all across the country. Uh, we also, we actually are focusing a lot online now. Uh, and um, we get that's a lot great. of uh, orders from across the country. That's and it's great. amazing that some areas where you don't expect people might be enjoying this kind of tea is yeah. where we'll get a whole lot. So yeah. it's very surprising and it's a beautiful surprise. Yeah. So, yeah, I say that because I think within every culture, within every community, the people who are from your community, they, they're a little bit tougher on you because they compare what you make to how their mother made it or how their grandmother, yeah. made it, you know, right, right, right. <laughs> and they'll tell you, oh, this is the real thing or this is not the real thing. So I think that that's why I asked that question, because I was really curious to know if it's, <laughs> if it's more challenging yeah, to true. sell to your own market but yeah okay right, so right. is there something for you beyond tea or are you do you think you'll stay in the tea business for the rest of your life <laughs> <laughs> you know i sometimes i wish uh, there have been at least a couple of times where i've wished that i knew something more besides tea you know mm. my life has gone uh, you know manufacturing and producing and i love blending teas and mm. i have no complaints because it's so close to my heart and i think uh, that's what filters into whatever I make. Um, but yes, I'm very, very fond of photography and I'm, I'm nice. completely in tune with nature. I love nature. So, you yeah. know, when it comes to uh, being in the mountains. You're uh, in the mountains and, uh, right now. I wish I could be in the mountains right now. I know. You must visit us sometime. Mm, I think you'll I like it a lot. Yes. I think I would yes. too. Yeah. yeah. The so, fresh air there must be so just invigorating. Very, very, I'm very, very grateful and very, very fortunate that, you know, I can be here at this time. So, mm, mm, so I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, the entire tilt has gone towards a lot of photography and uh, again, it's to do a lot with tea, but at least there's something new that I'm doing. It's yeah. been around three or four years. I've kind of really started looking into photography and um, so that's something that I enjoy thoroughly. Oh, okay. Did you, did you always like photography or is it just like you, you always liked it, but you didn't actually get into it or is it just very new altogether? No, I, you know, I always liked it, but mm -hmm. I uh, never, you know, where you're a little skeptical of whether you can, uh, you know, produce something that is of a good quality, so to speak, and yeah. you're your own judge and, that, and you're a tough judge on yourself. So uh, I think um, for me, my, entire fondness or my ability to uh, look into the camera and take the camera and see what it is all about uh, came in thanks to my brother and uh, Kunal mm -hmm. has been I think he's uh, he's been a really uh, inspirational person from, oh. for 
starting working with Anandani Himalayati is a is an integral part of the company, right. as well as um, you know bringing something new into my life. So it's been around ten years since I actually first held the camera, but lately it's been a lot more. I've like completely become pretty fond of it. I I have my afternoons of photography, so that's how it is. <laughs> really? So every afternoon yes. you dedicate some time to to study the, the craft or take photos or or something like I that. I do. I do. That's yes, so I nice. do. <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah, no, I the do. fact that you've prioritized it in your life daily, obviously, that says a lot about how much you enjoy it. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Thank that's you. Really Thank nice. you. So, Thank you. a lot of our our audience, uh, as I mentioned to you before, are entrepreneurs in the early stages of their businesses. We have some who are, you know, and some right. may be into businesses that are agricultural base or you know using agrotech or something like that what right. words of encouragement do you have for someone who may be interested in getting into the tea business but maybe they don't see it as glamorous or or sexy you know like i recently right. learned about this young woman from jamaica <laughs> who at a right. young age she was obsessed with um oh my god what is this thing that the japanese have um matcha right Matcha, and then yes, yes, yes as a child she was always obsessed i mean talk about just a calling right and then when she was right. 16 she said i'm going to japan she's in japan now and she's building a matcha business yeah <laughs> of all yeah I'm and you know me. and she's very young she's like in her early 20s she's building this amazing business she has her matcha cafes back at home and the matcha coming in directly oh, from fantastic. japan and it's just a very interesting like a really 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 incredible story so there may be young people out there who want to you know whether it's coffees or teas or whatnot but maybe they don't they don't know where to start. They don't know how, or like I said, they don't, they don't find it, you know, sexy. It's not always sexy, these right. types of businesses, you know, you know right, what I mean? Right. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. True. So, you know, uh, one of the things that I've always believed in and, um, and it's worked well for me and it's worked for me as well is, uh, you know, just listen to your heart because if there mm -hmm. is a calling or if there is a voice that tells you that you should do something, you should just go ahead and do it. I mean, you aren't going to, the fact that you will not listen to it and uh, not pay heed to it because it isn't good enough mm. uh, is something that you might regret later. But the fact that you put in the effort and you decided to give it some thought and some time and you decided to just, uh, you know, dedicate moments of your life to creating something, uh, whatever that might be. And if it's tea, it'll be great. I mean, the idea of creating a brand for tea is something that's incredible because it, I think in some way influences or affects or touches everybody that exists on this planet. However, mm. it might be, be it mm. cold, hot, bubble, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, I mean, name it, uh, you know, imagine France is growing tea. So the mm. fact is that, uh, you know, if there is a thought that comes into your mind that you want to do something with tea, you should just go ahead and do it. Most important, I feel that you must know the basics. Just, just don't get into a business of wanting to make tea and depend on somebody else to create it for you. Mm. Uh, I think it's super important that you understand what tea is all about. Read about it. Connect with people. Connect with me if you have to. I'd be more than mm. happy to you know, 
help. But uh, just yeah. understand what it is all about, what are the basics, how does it taste, where is it grown, what is the importance of a source, uh, you know, uh, the relevance. And you don't even have to do the whole gamut of understanding what this entire world produces. But what your area, what your country produces, if you understand, or if it doesn't, you would like to import, then what are the, uh, you know, the import duties, all the basics of business, if you have in place, only then get into it. And when you get into it, just do it wholeheartedly. Put in your heart mm-hmm. and soul and just do it. And, uh, you know, try and do something that, you know, that connects with your heart. I mean, that's so important. I always keep saying that it's so important that it has to connect with your soul and your heart to be able to bring out a product that makes you feel happy and that will make the other happy when he or she sips it. Mm. Uh, because otherwise it's just any other brand and any other tea uh, blend Mm. Mm. Uh, how do you stand apart if you don't have if it doesn't connect it doesn't uh, you know it's um, not good enough Uh, if you can't sip it it's not good enough Uh, if you are trying to create a brand and uh, it doesn't make your heart sing well then you know you're lagging behind somewhere you've got to just put in a little bit more effort and try and reach out to people who can help you Absolutely. Uh, but it's a yeah. beautiful, yeah, it's a beautiful um, area. It's a beautiful industry. There should be more people out there who, you know, mm. come in with tea brands for mm. sure. Yeah. I love what you said about follow your heart. I know some people, people tend to belittle that, you know, oh, what do you mean follow your heart? That's not practical. Da, yeah. da, da. But I believe it. I believe if an idea was planted in you, it, it was not by yeah. accident. It was put there for a reason. You know, right. and you have to see it through. You have to see it through because it's exactly. taking, it's it's meant to take you somewhere. I really believe that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. also the fact is whenever you give yourself options, you always choose the easier way out. You will mm. always say that, you know, and it's always, so if, if everything is practical, then where is the heart? And if there is no heart, then where is the product? And if the product is not there, then, you know, it's such a sink. It's such a flow. There has to be that it has to stem out from somewhere. Everything is not mm. practicality and everything isn't business. Uh, yeah. Uh, if every, yeah. Yeah. Because if uh, everything was business, then, you know, um, what happens to somebody who does things uh, made with hand and, uh, you know, if it's a shoemaker somewhere in Japan or somebody who's uh, probably creating flutes in a village in uh, some part of India, mm. that's pure passion. That's pure yeah. passion. Yes, I mean the business like the body it needs a heart. It needs it needs that force. Yeah. Even if you're just yeah. if you just have a business and you don't know why there's no say so if you want to call the heart the purpose the passion the why, then exactly. it's it's going to fade away. So yeah, I I definitely agree with you there. It was right. so lovely to speak with you. Thank, thank you so, you so much. much. Likewise, thank yes. you, thank you so much. And Anamika, do you have any yes. social media where people can follow you or reach out to you if they're interested? The company yes, or anything yes. yes so we have uh, anandani himalaya tea is the brand name and we are on instagram we are on twitter we are on linkedin we are on facebook so and we have a website as well so www.anandanihimalayatea.com and uh, you can also buy it online so we are there Brilliant. thank you so much amazing amazing thank okay on t- all right rare ones until next time bye for now Hey there, Rare Ones. I hope you enjoyed listening into this week's conversation. The Rare Birds podcast is available for listen across all major platforms, including Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, and several more.
Please share our conversations with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You can do so by opting in on our homepage of our website, www.rarebirdshq.com. The weekly newsletter provides analysis and data around the topics explored in our weekly conversations. Lastly, I would love your feedback and spend way too much time on Twitter. My handle is included in the notes section of each episode. Tweet me your thoughts, ideas, opinions, and feedback because I'm always looking for ways to improve my craft. If you absolutely love what you heard, then rate us on your favorite podcast platform. See you next week for more conversation. Bye for now.